Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Allen Derry, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Doc Griggs, and I'm a community medicine doctor and health literacy expert. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician, that's me, and a health literacy and communications expert, that's me, talk about what you need to know about COVID-19. You can find more information about this show and our other daily live updates and Q&A show at noisefiltershow.com. So let's get started. National Nurses Week begins each year on May 6th and ends on May 12th, Florence Nightingale's birthday. The nursing profession has been supported and promoted by the American Nurses Association, the ANA, since 1896. Nurse Julia, what is the theme for this year's Nurses Week? So the American Nurse Association Enterprise joins the World Health Organization and global colleagues in extending the year of the nurse into 2021. This recognition built on the increased visibility of nurses' contributions from 2020 and ANA's expansion of National Nurses Week to Nurses Month in May. So in light of this national holiday, this week on COVID Noise Filter, we'll be honoring nurses all week long. Mississippi University receives grant to fund graduate nursing education. According to the Associated Press, the University of Mississippi's Medical Center has received a $3.8 million grant from the Bauer Foundation, a nonprofit committing to improving the health and education infrastructures of the state. That's right. In fact, the grant is intended to increase the number of nurse educators in Mississippi by developing a program called Building a Strong Future for Nursing in Mississippi. Now, this grant will fund graduate-level education. Now, that's full tuition and a stipend to registered nurses with associate's degrees. 64 awards will be granted and divided between two programs. The first is a nursing education track, and the other is a nursing and healthcare administrator track. The grant hopes to solve an issue that faces the nation at large, a shortage of qualified health administrators and nurse educators who tend to turn down these positions in favor of higher paying positions. This trend was exacerbated by the pandemic. According to the American Association of Colleges of Nursing, 80,000 nursing school hopefuls were rejected in 2019 because there weren't enough educators to teach them. Aye. 80,000. That's a crime. Mm. Now, these higher education nursing tracks will be taught virtually, and the University of Mississippi School of Nursing hopes this grant will help to lighten the load of their current education program by providing digital resources. That's awesome. Traveling nurses see worst of the pandemic. Travel nurses typically seek out the field for its flexibility. Traveling nurses take contracts in places like the Virgin Islands and are able to spend their time as they please between contracts. They make up a small portion of the United States nursing population, but the positions have been thrust into the spotlight due to the pandemic as traveling nurses find themselves going to understaffed hospitals. Nurse Julie, I can't wait to hear some of your commentary about this. I will almost feel weird even speaking on behalf of this, but I will, knowing uh, that we'll have a good conversation here. Now, as hospitals become overwhelmed due to COVID, the demand for traveling nurses have soared. 
Before the pandemic, there were about 9,000 available positions. Now, at the height of things, open traveling nursing positions spiked to 30,000. And in some cases, hospitals were offering two to three times more the usual salary. Because of the nature of this new work for traveling nurses, they've seen the worst of the pandemic. According to the Washington Post, one nurse said that the contract work in different hospitals has been nonstop COVID. These nurses have been sent to the hospitals where they've run out of supplies, worked without breaks, and witnessed the rapid decline of COVID patients. Before the pandemic, the traveling proved to be one of the more difficult parts of traveling nurse positions, where they were forced to start a new job and adjust to a new environment frequently. Now the troubles of traveling are compounded by the additional physical risk of getting COVID. Yeah, traveling nurses have seen the brunt of the COVID pandemic's timing. There has been a shortage of nurses due to high retirement rates and insufficient enrollment in nursing schools. To make matters worse, in shouldering this burden, traveling nurses are at an elevated risk for burnout. Nurse Julia, I would love to hear some of your comments about this story. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So I think this article makes a really good point. We're at an elevated risk for burnout because burnout is not new. I've said this time and time again that burnout has been a longstanding issue in nursing and healthcare in general. But yes, the pandemic definitely has compounded that. And yes, as someone who went and traveled to help work in New York during the peak of the pandemic, I can vouch and say that, yes, the brunt of the pandemic's timing has made this option of work that much harder. So yeah, it's been interesting. Uh, Working in New York was um, probably one of the hardest things that I've done. And Kudos to all the nurses out there who, you know, are taking on the new environments and putting themselves at risk, you know, on the behalf of mankind. So, hey, shout out to them. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Nurse Julia, for the amazing work that you did during the peak of the pandemic. Incredibly brave. And to all of the brave nurses that are out there during the pandemic, our COVID noise filter hats are tipped to you. California University sends support team to Navajo Nation Hospital. The University of California at San Francisco's Hill Initiative is a global health fellowship aimed at training frontline healthcare workers such as nurses to best help underserved demographics. The fellowship works with a large cohort in a number of countries, including the Navajo Nation, which they have partnered with since 2015. At the beginning of the pandemic, when President Jonathan Nez of the Navajo Nation asked for support for their health workers, Heal sent nurses and some doctors to the five largest Navajo hospitals. While announcing additional support for the nation through their crisis, the Heal Initiative affirmed that this act of solidarity was important, but unfortunately, it did little to solve the systemic problems of the healthcare system that Native Americans face. The initiative urged the public to consider what structural injustices put the Navajo Nation in that position. A year after receiving support from the UCSF's Hill Initiative, the Navajo Nation has reported approximately two weeks without any new deaths due to COVID-19. While the nation itself made major strides to accomplish this containment, it would not have been possible without the support of nurses such as those in the initiative. You know, Julia, I spent my first four years after residency as a public health 
fellow on the Navajo Nation as a result of getting a full scholarship to medical school. And uh, I have to say that my four years there were amazing. And the nurses that I worked with and when I was an ER doctor initially, and then ultimately as an internal medicine doctor have been wonderful. And I'm still close with a few of those nurses. And in fact, I had one of them on my other noise filter show just a couple weeks ago talking about her experiences as COVID devastated the Navajo Nation for a short period of time. But I will say this, what she did say more than anything else was that the young people coalesced around to really protect the elderly. So masking and vaccination was taken up both by the younger folks so that they can maintain the integrity of the elderly. And we saw that across the country in other indigenous communities. But uh, hearing this story from my former medical assistant was really touching. And so, yes, I just wanted to say, uh, give a huge shout out to all the nurses, not only in IHS, Indian Health Services, at the Navajo Nation, but in all of the hospitals on reservations across the country. All of you nurses do amazing work and we support you. Just as a reminder that COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors. Doc Griggs? Thanks for listening to the Noise Filter Daily Podcast. Dr. Derry and I have a daily show at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time where we go into more detail on stories and answer your questions about COVID-19. You can find Doc Griggs at DocGriggs1 on social media, and you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at D-R-D-E-R-Y. You can follow us at Noise Filter on Instagram, Noise Filter NOLA on Twitter, and for more information about us and the show, you can go to noisefiltershow.com. Hey, Doc Griggs, any last words? Remember, get checked, get fit, get moving. And remember to get some rest to boost your immune system. And Doc, protect yourself and others by staying home, and please wear masks when you go outside. Remember, health is a human right.